0: Are you ready to be empowered for God to use you in advancing his kingdom in this hour? Then welcome to the Keeping It Moving podcast. I'm your host, Apostle Kim Davis, and I will share with you how to persevere with power through every challenge that seemed to block you as we keep it moving into the divine purpose of God. Let's go. Applied unto each and every one of you again, and welcome to another episode of the Keeping It Moving podcast with yours truly, Apostle Kim Davis. Well, today, as I come to you about the Word of God that I believe He has gave, given to me to bring to you today, on last week, I thought I would be talking about something different today, but today, Uh, Because of what has transpired from last week to this week, I feel the leading of the Lord to encourage someone even a little bit deeper concerning faith as we deal with what is this all about? So last week it was what is this all about? Part one this week we're doing what is this all about? Part two. Now, again, these teachings are coming from my book called The Power of Wisdom that you can obtain on my website at Kim Davis Ministries.com. But as I came to you last week from the book of James, the first chapter, and we kind of dealt with the first through the fourth verse, uh, uh, in terms of trying to understand what is this all about. We utilize verse two when it said, My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations. Verse three, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. And so I thought I was good with what I had said and taught and imparted on the broadcast and the podcast on last week. But anytime you begin to deal with the word faith, especially the trying of your faith, Nine times out of 10, you can bet your bottom dollar that you're in for another test or trying of that faith. And so what is this all about? What is, what is all of this that I'm going through that this word is saying that I should count it all joy as I fall through it and uh, go through it. And so it said in verse three, knowing this, that the trying of your faith, Work worketh patience. And so what we left with you last week is that we said that the purpose is to try or to test or to prove your faith in order to produce the correct results. And so it's tested or try to see if it really works. And so I'm not going to go through every detail of what I said on last week. I pray that you would go back and listen to that episode, uh, to help you to catch up to where we are right now. But in it, we went through uh talking about faith and what is faith and the definition that I gave you. What it is faith is the ability to believe in the truth. The, the truth God has already spoken concerning you without turning to something or someone else, right? Uh, that word, uh, faith, that moral conviction of the truthfulness of God, it's your belief, it's your fidelity. And again, it is your belief uh, in the truth that God has already spoken concerning you without turning to something or someone else. And that's always easy when the circumstances that you're dealing with line up with your belief system when you're not being tested, when you're not being tried, when you feel like you're not being stretched uh, to the point of breaking. And so as I taught this word of faith, uh, saying that the trying of your faith is necessary to produce, it produces steadfastness, it produces endurance, which comes through patience with the attitude of cheerful or, or, uh, cheerful or hopeful endurance. Right. And so as I went through, uh, that, uh, whole lesson, then I went on my Facebook live, which I teach Bible class every Tuesday at 7 p.m on my Facebook page and it is my church Bible class and I feature it on my personal page as well but I would have been teaching of how to resist Satan and his demons how can a Christian resist Satan and his demons and so that teaching has been coming from the pat for the past weeks from Ephesians the 6th chapter the 10th through the 18th verse. So I know most of you are are familiar with this. It says in the King James Version, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Here we are today. Above all, taking the shield of faith. That's key right there for today. Wherewith ye shall be able to quench All the fiery darts of the wicked. Then it goes on to say, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication. For all saints and the word of the Lord is already blessed. And so when I focused on my focus for Bible class this last uh, past week, as I am taking the people of God through what I call as uh, in this thing of how can Christians resist Satan and his demons to, they can do so by one of the ways is dress properly to dress, dress properly. And we see right here in the scripture Uh, the attire for warfare, this spiritual war, not this carnal war, this spiritual war that we're in where it says put on the whole armor of God. So you'll be able to stand Uh, and and, you know, after you've done all to stand, you can keep standing and it goes through all of the pieces of the garments: uh, the, your loins girt about with truth, your breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Where above all taking the shield of faith. And so I taught that lesson not realizing that I had just the previous week put forth on the podcast uh, the faith component in being able to. To understand the trials and the testing uh, that you go through, the diverse temptations, as James said, um, knowing this, that the trying of your faith, that these diverse temptations and trials that I am told to count all joy can only be counted as joy as we know that it is a trying of our faith. It is a trying of our patience to get us to be in a point of being able to persevere and to endure. Right. And so I got ready to teach this lesson. And right before I get on this day that I'm speaking to you, I got ready to teach this lesson and I experienced a trying of my faith. Come on. I experienced somebody knows what I'm talking about. I experienced a. A severe trying of my faith, and it had been like ticking up, ticking up, just just coming up. Little things had been coming up, leading all in this same area of trying my faith. It was particularly um, some. Of, uh, I had a few of my young people uh, who I have taught from early stages of life this how to walk this walk of faith. And they were not um, those that I had to struggle with a lot. Some of them I did. Uh, may have struggled a little bit more than others. But at the core, I saw with eyes of faith that these young people were destined for greatness in the kingdom of God. And what happened is in the course of these last few years, they have gotten Caught up in the court system. I think on every podcast, I have mentioned something about people being caught up in the in the court system. Now, it's one thing to see it on the news. It's one thing to see other people going through it. But when you see one of your own and you see that it is obviously either just a straight up trick of the devil. Didn't think that it might be simply a trying of their faith that they're going to have to count all joy. And so uh, I believed in prayer. I believed in faith. I joined in the faith with the the other believers that the outcome was going to be different. And in three cases, the outcome was not different. And today I got the the sentencing results from one and it shook my faith. I'm not afraid to say or ashamed to say to you that it shook my faith. I wept. I was disappointed. I was discouraged. And when I got disappointed and discouraged and my heart was broken, then the enemy began to speak. And he began to speak. You know, I've tried to say to you here and there, but you don't listen uh, that all of this teaching, all of this that you're imparting, all of this that you're believing for greatness in the lives of these individuals, it's a waste of your time. You can see by the results that have come forth even just today. What is it for? What are you having faith for? And I, I, these fiery darts began to shoot at me. And I came to this word and and, and this is what the word of God came back to me. This very word that I had just taught on this past Tuesday night where it said, Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Now, I'm going to come back to where I am in my heart. Uh, uh, as it pertains to the situation that I'm dealing with, even as I'm teaching this podcast uh, and in and, and this week. And so here, let me just allow, allow me to go through what I've taught so far. The pieces of the garments of this war, this spiritual war that we're in, that will help us to be able to resist Satan and his demons. So far, I had taught, first of all, the belt of truth, which is the military girdle, I call it, the breastplate of righteousness, the gospel shoes is what I called them. And today uh, or, or on that day last week and today when I'm talking to you about is the shield of faith. So I had already gone through the belt of truth, which is the truth or the sincerity, which is the girdle that I call it. I came up old school when mama taught us to wear a girdle and it, and and they told us that that it holds you in it keeps you from shaking and being loose as a bucket of juice they used to tell us and and it 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 holds you it's the strength of your loins And it keeps you from being all over the place. And when I looked at it and taught it in the spirit, the uh, uh, belt of truth, it is the strength of our loins. It girds, it holds us up together. It holds all the rest of the pieces of this warfare garment together. And this belt of truth, this belt of sincerity, it should cling to us like a belt. It should cling to us like a girdle. It should hold us together and it should restrain us. And so I found out this, and this is what I taught, uh, that since Satan is the father of lies, then he uses his lies to keep people in bondage. And so those, that's what he was speaking in my ear today. Lies. Uh, When you hear these kinds of things that go against the word of God, the truth, the truth that you believe. God has spoken concerning you that I just mentioned early It's your belief system It's your fidelity It's your truthfulness It's your belief in the truthfulness of God without turning to something or someone else and so uh what the enemy does in shooting these fiery darts um he, he puts us in bondage and so then we have to then turn uh to the word of God even in John 8 and 32 says and ye shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free or shall make you free. So it's very important that when your faith is being tried and Satan is shooting these fiery darts of the wicked at you and whatever it is that your situation and your circumstances, you've got to know the truth. You've got to rely on the truth and you've got to put on your belt of truth, or your girdle of truth to hold you together. And then I went on to teach the breastplate of righteousness, which protects our vitals, which protects when the natural, our heart, and in the spirit, our heart. And, and it's not, our righteousness that covers our that area. It is the righteousness of Jesus Christ that we put and cover and protect our heart against the fiery darts of the wicked because the enemy defeats us when we are operating in unrighteousness, when we are trying to stand in our own righteousness or when we are trying to operate in unrighteousness. Then he gets an advantage uh, over us or when we're trying to operate in unrighteousness or in our own righteousness, and then he can creep in and he can try and defeat us. And then I talked about the gospel shoes, our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And so I called them gospel shoes and I said that we must wear them and be prepared to carry the gospel of peace speedily with traction and with endurance and that we may avoid the traps set for our feet to prevent us from doing so. So we must wear the the gospel shoes that will help us to speedily carry the gospel. And when the enemy comes to try our faith, to get us off balance, to knock us off, uh, we can stand with traction, with endurance. And those traps that he set for our feet are unsuccessful and we can resist him because ultimately we're already victorious over him anyway. And so then that brought us to, uh, the shield of faith, which, which caused me to bring us to this today. If you want to catch up on the rest, it's, it's probably about 10 part series that's on my Facebook page, on my my YouTube, our YouTube pages that you can catch up if you are interested in the rest of this teaching that came before this uh, part that I'm talking about dressing properly, the shield of faith. It protects us against those fiery darts that are shot at us. Now let me backtrack uh, just a little bit because when I was talking about the breastplate of righteousness covering our vitals particularly our heart and I said in the natural a, a breastplate uh, cuz all of this is is military garb in the natural it it covers our heart it prevents even the arrows from shooting us in the heart which is the area that the enemy uh, uh, aims at because in our heart is where our soulish realm resides. It is where our mind is. It is where our will and our intellect is. It is where we process life. It is where we process our emotions. It is where we process love and faith and 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 so on. And so the enemy he shoots at the heart. And so that's why excuse me, Proverbs 4 and 23 says that we got to keep our, keep thy heart with our diligence for out of it are the issues of life. When you look at it in the Jubilee Bible, it says above all else guard thy heart for out of it flows the issues of life. So the enemy, when he's shooting these fiery darts, he's usually aiming for your heart. Yes, sometimes it's our body. Sometimes it's our finances. But when he uh, can aim and try and shoot us in the heart, it becomes necessary for us again to be wearing the breastplate of righteousness and then to even keep it from getting that far. We have the shield of faith. And so we understand that shields protect against things that are shot at you. It, it, it is another weapon that we can use to defend ourselves. And what I learned when I studied this, uh, it was, it was, uh, compared to our shield of faith is compared to the Roman shield of that time that was called, uh, a, a, a scutum and it was as large as a door. And it would cover the warrior entirely. And so such a shield, this shield, it was not just used to defend um, the soldier from the darts and the arrows of the enemy, but it also could be used to push away its opponents. It could come against opponents with their shield. And so faith as a shield does the same thing. It protects what the enemy shoots, those fiery darts, and, and it makes them ineffective because what happens sometimes they penetrate and they get to the heart. Then you got to process and get that it contaminates the waters that flow through your through your heart and it will sometimes contaminate your faith and say, I thought God would not allow this to happen to me. What is this all about? Why is this happening to me? It can contaminate your heart. It can contaminate your thoughts concerning God, but you must utilize the shield of faith so that anytime, even it seems like the fiery darts of the wicked get through, then you have something that still, first of all, quenches them before they get through. And if they happen to get through, they can still quench them and cause them to be A non-effective don't have the effect that they were meant to cause when they reached your heart. So understanding again that our faith is our moral conviction; it is our truthfulness; uh, it is our belief in the truthfulness of God, in true fidelity. Without turning to something or someone else, what is something or someone else? Turning to listening to the lies of the devil, turning to uh, turning to alcohol, drugs, or something to just make me feel better because my faith in God is not making me feel better. And so since, um, Satan is the father of lies, you can bet that he is shooting hot lies at you. Come on here. He's not just shooting lies. That's why I believe the scripture refers to him as the fiery darts of the wicked. He is shooting hot lies at you that we must quench. With the shield of faith, and and we gotta operate in that faith from there from there too. We gotta operate in what we say. We gotta operate it uh, in faith in God's word. We gotta operate it in in what we say again. What comes out of our mouth. We gotta operate in that faith in our thoughts. We gotta operate in that faith even in our deeds, and so. When Satan and his his demons shoot those fiery darts, those hot lies against us, we protect ourselves by putting up the shield of faith and they get quenched. So even if they get through, they don't get through with the full blazing effect that they would have had if you had not had your shield of faith. So when you don't utilize that shield, you operate in unbelief and you operate in infidelity because then you begin to turn to something or someone else. So I do understand even today, as I am teaching this to myself again, when I understand that when our faith is tried, it feels like we are, losing. It feels like we have been defeated. But I was sitting in my car after I can be very honest with you, I had wept after I heard the sentencing of one of my dear young people that I had believed in faith. That they would be totally exonerated, which in our minds meant that they would do no time or the time would be so minimal uh, that it would not really affect anything in a way that would break our hearts, that would break the hearts of his parents. No No parent wants to see their child serve even one night in jail, but to hear a severe sentencing and you know, for a fact that your child is not a bad person, a wicked person, a criminal, but just fell prey of one of the fiery darts of the wicked. And somehow the results seem to be fatal. But 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 understand this, you may be going through um, one of these trials right now and you're even with your child or someone, you know, in the court system. But understand this, that every time you lift your shield of faith, you get stronger and you get more skilled spiritually, spiritually to deal with the fiery darts of the wicked. And so to come back to my story as I come closer to the end, I sat there and I wept. I wept most of the morning today. Because I did not understand. I felt like we were losing. I felt defeated. And the word of the Lord, by the spirit of the Lord, came back to me in my own teaching and said, where is your faith? I thought you just told the people to count it all joy when they fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of their faith worketh patience, patient endurance with a cheerful attitude. And I'm going to say, guys, are you serious? Are you thinking that I can deal with this with a cheerful attitude? I don't understand this this sentencing. What are you saying? He said, as you put up your shield of faith, you are saying that you still believe in the truth. Hallelujah. That I have already spoken concerning you, concerning my people, You said from my mouth that this was one of my children destined for greatness. And because in your mind, I cannot perform greatness even in a jail situation that I don't need a voice, that I don't need a worshiper that can minister to the souls that are there because you don't believe that I am mighty enough and powerful enough that I can carry out divine purpose, even in the most adverse situations, then I must ask you, Kim Davis, where is your faith? And by the way, this is the way I felt like the Holy spirit was speaking to me. By the way, Kim Davis, Have you even thought about the fact, the truthfulness, your belief in me without turning to something or your something, someone else, your despair, your disappointment without turning to that? Can you possibly believe that the sentence may be changed? Do you believe, or do you just believe, oh well, that's what it is, and it is what it is and 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 I what well, I, I might I might not have another plan that I need my servant to serve right here just for now, one day at a time. Trusting, having faith and believing in me and not believing the hot lies that Satan is shooting right now to be in despair, to throw in the towel, to lose faith in me, but to believe in the truthfulness that I have already spoken concerning my people to know that all things work together for good. And so my faith was increased I got in the car and drove to the church to feed, to help in the outreach program. It wasn't even my plan. I wanted to, but I said, oh, I got so many things to do. I went there and actually encountered two of the sisters that were there working. And we just happened to stop in the, in the foyer to, to just chat with each other. And just greet each other, you know, just getting back to the point where we could start greeting each other. We were actually able to hug. And one of them, somehow, I don't even know how we got on the story, began to tell the story about a movie they had watched. That was about a young man who had fallen into some trouble and had gotten sentenced. Come on. Today, the same day. And had gotten sentenced, a long sentence. And, and, um, I I remember how we got here, but let me just finish this part and how he would remember the seeds of faith of the word of his mother, the, the seeds of faith that had been planted into his life before he got into this situation of being incarcerated and how it built his faith. And so we had gotten here because the other sister had just talked about, how what, how I've talked about with this podcast has been talking about keeping it moving, keeping it moving. And she had heard a minister, um, well-known minister talking about this great concept and everybody was who and hallelujah. And, and like, this was a new concept. And she was saying, my pastor has been talking about this forever. And she said, he had gave a illustration That sometimes uh, the situations and the circumstances don't turn out like we want them to turn out and we get discouraged and we don't have faith in the journey, in the process, in what happens in between the time that you had faith and the time that the outcome didn't turn out like you thought. There is a process in between that is still the divine purposes of God. And I begin to weep. Because I'm not even telling it like she told it, but she told it in a way that met the situation identically to what I was dealing with. And I began to weep in the foyer. And then the other thing that the Lord had dealt with me in my heart was the mother of of this child that I'm talking about. For from today, the pain and the anguish, the parents of what they were dealing with right then. And I began to feel the heaviness of them. And then the other mother who was there today, she had a, a son who had been in incarcerated and it was a long story short. She told about her pain and her anguish, but how now this young man is now set free and the time that he spent Away, There were those that ministered to him and, and, and sowed seeds of faith and the word in him that compounded on what he had already been taught by his mother. And now he's at my church and he is, he is grabbing the word and he is grabbing the books and he is uh, going forth and growing and becoming better and better. And so that was such an encouraging testimony, and we began to pray and we began to to weep, and the power of God came over us in the foyer, and then we went in the sanctuary and we fell on our knees and we prayed and we believed God, and God just ministered all of this to my heart because I was not even able to call the mother and the father until I allowed. Faith to arise in my heart and I could give them a word that would not be like, oh, come on here. Let's pull yourself up by the bootstraps and let's just keep it moving. But no, that we could understand that I could understand and allow the Holy Spirit to minister faith into me as I lifted up my shield of faith. To quench these fiery darts that had just been shot at us. These hot lies that said it's over. Why are you still continuing? And so then as the word of God in Hebrews would say. Now stand up with your shaky legs. Grab a get a grip with your weak hands. And let's come on and strike out our path in this race. It is required run with with faith and patient endurance this race that is set before us. And so now I'm going to be able to talk to the parents and and tell them. I know it's hard, but we've got a shield. We've got a shield of faith. That in the midst of this journey. We're believing, first of all, why why not? What do we have to lose? We believe that this sentence can be shortened. But however many days that we have to endure it, faith is operating. Faith is working in the heart of our dear loved one and in the hearts of those that are incarcerated that he would encounter. And then we're going to join together our faith which was the final part that I learned as I as I studied for this faith lesson, I found out that that faith shield, that, that that shield uh, in uh, that shield of soldiers in the natural, that was as big as a door that uh, when the soldiers would come together each with their own large shield and they would position them to form an enclosure, around themselves when the fiery darts seemed to be overwhelming them. Hallelujah. They, it, it said that they formed what they called a testudo or a tortoise. That what we hear tortoise, we think of a turtle and that hard shield that he has that protects him. And so uh, these Roman soldiers would put up those shields of faith to protect themselves when they feel wounded, when, the, when it seems like those darts have penetrated and, and caused their hearts some pain. But in actuality, we got a shield of faith that can, that can uh, cause that pain to be lessened. To make us wonder, how are we able to endure? How are we able to stand here in the midst of what our heart has received and, and encountered? And when we put up our shield of faith as each person of God, not only do we cover ourselves and quench the fiery effects that the enemy meant for it to destroy us, not saying we don't feel it, not saying that it processed itself through our hearts, that we're not going to have to grieve it, but we're going to be able to endure it and we're going to be better for it. Our faith is going to be tried. It's going to be tested to see if it really works. And at the end of the day, we're going to know that the trying of our faith, it's working. And so we're going to not only put up our shields to quench those fiery darts, but it is also going to allow us to together push back, push back the enemy as he tries to come upon us to overtake us. So father, we thank you for this day and for this podcast. Father, we pray that it is strategically met the heart of someone who needed to hear this message of faith today to shield their hearts, to quench those hot lies that the enemy is shooting at them right now, telling them it's over. It doesn't matter. Why don't you just throw in the towel? It's bigger than you. You can't do anything about it. But you have taught us and shown us that we are equipped to quench even what seems like the worst fiery dart of the wicked that could have came upon us. And so we ask that faith would arise in their hearts that will help them to be able to endure, even as they heal from the effects that have taken place from these fiery darts. And they are able to keep it moving no matter what. In Jesus' name, Amen. And God bless you. Thank you for listening. It is my prayer that you were blessed by this podcast. If so, please subscribe and like the broadcast. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Pastor Kim Davis. And visit our website at kimadavisministries.com So until next time, may the peace and order of God be with each and every one of you. In all things, and in all times, and in all places, Shalom.